Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. Thanks for being here today. I'm excited to have this time together and just talk about this topic. It's funny because I was going to say I've been really looking forward to this, which is ironic because this episode is all about the things we don't look forward to. The things that we dread. And I mean, this is kind of lighthearted. I don't mean dread like in the sense of, you know, deep, dark, horrible, awful things. Talking about the things we dread like clipping your children's fingernails because they hate it, they don't want to sit still, doing the dishes, need I say more, right? Um, Laundry. We all have a nemesis. We all have that thing that just, we dread it. We would rather do anything else. We would rather put that off, put it off, find any reason to not do it, whatever that thing is for you. For me, this does tend to be the dishes, lots of other things I don't mind doing, but for some reason the dishes feels like this thing I just want to put off. And it's a thing I've been thinking about a lot lately, so today I'm just kind of sharing with you all this idea of how can we stop dreading the things that we dread, the things that need done but we just don't want to do them. And it's funny because my husband and I talk about this a lot, that sometimes we can end up spending more time dreading a thing that needs done than actually doing it. Like, you need to call and make a dentist appointment. You're not even dreading the dentist appointment, maybe. It's just, when can I find a time to call when my kids are going to be quiet, when I can actually call? Just somehow that can feel like a big thing and it's really easy to spend way more time saying oh when can I do that oh I need to do that oh I need to do that and copying it from to-do list to to-do list way longer than the two minutes it might actually take to call and make a dentist appointment so today I want to kind of talk about some ideas that I've had lately about ways we can shift our perspective and the practices the ways that we approach things to help us stop dreading so much these things that need to be done and not let them take up so much of our energy that we spend more time and effort dreading them than the time and effort it actually takes to do them. I feel like that is such a simple sounding thought, but it's also really profound. The laundry is not what's dragging you down. It's dreading the laundry 
that's what's dragging you down. It's washing the dishes is not ruining your life. <laughs> Dreading washing the dishes is messing up your life. So that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit today. And I think the good news is that when we have something like this that we just don't want to do, it really can be an opportunity for growth, for learning how to do the things that must be done and choose to do them with joy, to choose not to just live ruled by our feelings. I mean, how often have we all asked our kids, hey, would you please go do this? And, but I don't want to. And they drag their feet and... I mean, it's funny because I've heard myself say to my child, if you would have just picked the dirty clothes up and put them in the hamper when I asked you to, you would have been done by now instead of complaining about how you don't want to. And it's really easy to notice when our kids do that, it's harder to address this in ourselves. So that's kind of what I just want to look at today. So let's kind of start by looking at some perspective shifts. Because I think it really does all start in our mind. Like I said, it's crazy that we can spend more time and energy dreading a thing than actually just doing it. So if we want to stop dreading this thing, stop putting it off, stop feeling like we just can't stand whatever this task is that needs done, it all needs to start in our brain and in how we think about it. So I think the first perspective shift is to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Like, actually seriously ask yourself, okay, if the dishes are something that you just cannot stand, ask yourself, why am I washing the dishes? Why? Well, because there are people in my home who need to eat. It's like a basic need, right? If we don't wash the dishes. I mean, in theory, we can just use paper plates, but it's maybe not the best long-term solution. If we don't have clean dishes, then it's really hard to eat meals all the time. And so in when we think about it this way, like the act of us washing dishes is a way that we can love the people in our home because it's in a way part of feeding the people in our home, ourselves included. So washing the dishes can be an act of love. We are doing this thing to show mercy, to show love to the people in our home. If laundry is your nemesis, why are you doing it? Well, so your children won't run around naked, or at least they have the option of wearing clothes instead of just their underwear while they're uh, running around the house. And so again, it's this act of mercy and love to say, I'm going to provide clean clothing for people in my home. I think a second question to really ask ourselves is, who are you doing this for? And on the surface, like we talked about, number one, yes, we're doing this for our children, ourselves, husbands who should also be contributing, of course, but this is not a podcast to husbands, it's to moms. So yes, we're doing this, whatever it is, dishes, laundry, whatever, for the people in our home. But we can also look to Colossians 3.23 that says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So it's not just about the people in your home. It's about whatever work you're doing 
you are doing that work for God. Whatever he's calling you to do, if what he's calling you to do is change a poopy diaper, you can do that as work for God. And I think that perspective can really help us to say, okay, the little seemingly mundane things that we do don't have to just be mundane. They are they are service to God that we are doing. The third kind of perspective shift here is that just mentally, whenever you catch yourself dreading whatever the thing is, like, oh, and then later I have to fold the laundry, or oh man, I still haven't washed the dishes from breakfast. Whenever you catch yourself dreading whatever task, stop and choose one thing to express gratitude for. I mean, best if you can do this out loud, even if it's just out loud to yourself or out loud for your kids to hear you. It doesn't even have to be gratitude related to that specific task that you're dreading, but just something to stop that negative thought pattern of, oh, this dishes. I don't want to do the dishes. Stop that negative thought pattern and instead just choose something to be grateful for. Wow, it is such a beautiful sunny day. Thank you, God, for the sunshine. It stops us in our tracks. Um, I do not remember what episode number it was, but near the beginning we really talked about this idea in one of my earliest episodes about how we trace pathways in our brain. When we think a thought we trace a pathway to think that thought and then we trace it deeper and deeper and deeper the more times we have the same thought. So the more times you dread whatever, the more it's easy to keep dreading that thing. So if we can stop ourselves, realize, oh, I'm having this thought, I'm going to stop and I'm going to choose a positive, choose something to be grateful for, we can retrain our brains to think the way we want them to think. Number four, and this kind of goes back to the idea of whatever you do working for the Lord, but number four is just to remember that work doesn't have to be a bad thing. Work doesn't have to mean drudgery and dread and awfulness. Um, If we can look at Ecclesiastes where Solomon, who's spoken of as incredibly wise, one of the wisest men ever to live, says, okay, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried all these things. And in Ecclesiastes 2.24, he says, so I decided that there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in work. Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God. So we don't have to hate the dishes. We don't have to hate laundry. We don't have to hate vacuuming. We don't have to hate yard work, whatever it is that just gets under your skin. We can choose to find satisfaction in that work to say, okay, I we now have clean dishes because I put forth this effort. Now the people in my home can wear clothing and not run around naked because I've washed the clothes and finding that satisfaction in having done a job well. That's a gift from God that we have, that we can say, oh, that was a job well done. I feel satisfied. I feel happy that I have done this work. So 
those are some of the perspective shifts that I think can help us, that have helped me at least, and hopefully some of you, to stop dreading the dishes so much. And then I think some practices that we can that we can put into practice, I was going to say, <laughs> a little redundant, right? Um, some things we can do, some habits we can keep to also help us with this issue of not dreading so much certain things that need to be done. And I think the first one, at the risk of sounding like I am just a Nike commercial, is just do it. Like I said earlier, we can spend so much time thinking, oh, I need to fold the laundry, I need to do the dishes, I need to give my kids a bath, <laughs> whatever the thing is that you just don't love to do. I think also when you find yourself saying, oh, I need to do that, I just am dreading it, I want to put it off, just do it. Don't let it hang over your head, don't let it linger. And obviously sometimes schedule-wise, that doesn't work out, but whenever you can, just do it. Because then you give yourself the gift of not having it hanging over your head, not having it in your mind to dread because it's just done. So that's one thing is to just stop yourself and say, instead of dreading this, I'm going to do the job and then it's done. One other kind of aspect of this, just do it, is to automate some of these things so that they just happen at certain times and you aren't always putting it off or deciding to do it another time, or figuring out, oh yeah, when can I do that? Like, for example, my kids are a little older, so they're better now about getting their nails clipped, but for a while it was just like, they couldn't stand it, and therefore I couldn't stand it, because it's just a struggle. So I would just set a Sunday afternoon timer for like, you know, sometime after nap time, and when that timer went off, I would let them watch, you know, a five-minute video, and I would clip their nails, and because we just had it at a certain time, I couldn't keep putting it off and dreading it and putting it off and waiting until it was really out of control. I think we can do the same thing with laundry, with dishes, with so many other things. If you just say right after we eat, we're washing the dishes now. We're not letting it hang over our heads and pile up and become this problem, or laundry, I just start a load every night and I just move it in the morning and I just fold it after lunch or whatever routine works for you, but to have set times when you do it because then there's less dread because it's just, okay, this is when I do it. It removes the mental burden of thinking, oh, I still have to do that. Oh, I still have to do that. Just have certain times when you do it and it takes some of that dread out of our brains. The next thing, number two, is set a timer. I laugh because I set a lot of timers for my kids of we have five more minutes at the park or how about you have a turn for two minutes and then she has a turn for two minutes, those sorts of things. So it kind of makes me laugh to say I'm setting a timer for myself, but the psychology of it works great for my children. It works great for me as well. If I really don't want to wash the dishes, I'll tell myself, okay, I'm going to spend five minutes. I'll set a five-minute timer and do five minutes. Usually, starting is the hardest part because of that dread that we let hang over our heads. So if I say five minutes, I set a timer. Usually, I get a lot done in five minutes, way more than I think. And then I realize, oh, that was just 
five minutes. Why was I dreading this all day? The other thing is that once you have that momentum started, a lot of times, okay, I've done five minutes. Oh, there's maybe two minutes left. I'm just going to finish, right? It's a lot easier to just finish once we've started. But do give yourself that freedom. If you've spent five minutes and it's not done, but you told yourself five minutes, you need to be able to trust yourself. So if you've told yourself five minutes and you just are over it and done after five, stop. Come back to it later, set another five-minute timer. Sometimes just knowing, okay, it's not this interminable task that's going to drag on and on and on and on can really help. But saying, okay, five minutes. I can spend five minutes of my life on whatever. Just five minutes or just ten minutes. Whatever you can do to knock out little chunks because I think also part of the issue is if you have a mountain of, say, six loads of laundry to fold, it feels overwhelming and it feels too hard to start because you feel like you have to do it all. But if you can just spend five minutes folding, then you've knocked out five minutes. You've taken a little bite out of it and then it doesn't feel so overwhelming the next time. Uh, Number three is maybe to turn whatever it is you dread into prayer time. Like folding laundry, Pray for the people who wear these clothes, the people in your family. Or if you're washing dishes, pray for the people who eat in your home. Or pray for your friends, pray for whatever, but turning this into a prayer time and saying, okay, God, my hands are busy, but I can still use my brain. I can spend this time to just talk to you and be with you. I think that can help as well because sometimes what we're dreading is... Just kind of that, like, okay, I'm washing dishes and then maybe thinking about things that are stressful or frustrating or whatever. So turning it into prayer time can be something that can really improve our attitudes and our outlook on these things that need done but we don't want to do. Number four is to make it more fun. And sounds crazy because folding laundry is not super fun, doing dishes not super fun necessarily, but you can pair it with something you love. So one thing I like to really do is turn on some lovely music before I start dishes or laundry or whatever. Listen to a podcast. Um, Put some essential oil in the diffuser so there's like some nice smell, something nice to listen to. Maybe you make a bargain with yourself that after you've loaded the dishwasher, you can have a little square of chocolate, whatever it is that will help you to just pair that task that you don't want to do with something that you do love, something that's a little more fun. Number five, which kind of goes along with number four, is to include your kids and make it a game um, at the risk of sounding like Mary Poppins, right? Where she just has them snap their fingers and the toys jump into place. But when we can make it a game, it can be fun. Like my kids and I have actually had a lot of fun sometimes unloading the dishwasher when, you know, my son will say, oh, let's pretend that there was a shipwreck and all the knives and forks and spoons are people who fell in the water and we're rescuing them by putting them in the drawer. It's fun. We end up laughing. We end up enjoying our time together because we chose to make it a game instead of just not wanting to do it. 
So, and I think including our kids is also really important, and this kind of blends into my last uh, practice and perspective shift all rolled into one, is that your kids will learn to view life tasks the way you do. If you hate washing the dishes and you always dread folding the laundry or you talk about how awful it is to have to sweep the floor or whatever, your children will pick up on that and they will start to have that same attitude. This was a thing I noticed, I don't know, a while back, maybe years ago. I had been very vocal for a while about, oh, I don't want to wash the dishes. I have to wash the dishes. And then I noticed when I asked my son to help me, can you help me load the dishwasher? Let's unload it. He would stomp and mope about, I don't want to wash the dishes. And I got so mad at him. And then one day I kind of realized, oh, huh, well, he got that from me because that is the attitude I have been modeling. So I think if we can have this perspective shift of saying the way I view these jobs is how my children will view these jobs. And if I'm always dreading them, they will always dread them and be that much less likely to want to do these jobs together. If I display a good attitude, if I choose to make it fun, if I choose to make it enjoyable and say, I don't really love this, but it does need done, so let's do it a fun way. That helps our children to have that healthy perspective because everyone needs to eat. Everyone needs to wear clothes. There are certain things that your children will need to do as adults as well. And when we give them the gift of having a healthy perspective of these jobs, then they can grow up to be adults who choose to find joy even in doing the mundane tasks of life. The things that need to be done that we can either choose to dread and despise and view as drudgery or that we can choose to make fun, to find joy in because they must be done anyway. We might as well make it joyful. Hopefully there was at least one thing in today's episode that you feel like you can apply to that task that you just dread and don't look forward to in the slightest. Hopefully there's something from today that you can apply to your life to stop dreading the dishes. Thanks for listening today, friends. I hope this episode encouraged and inspired you. If it did, I'd love it if you would leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at practicallyjoyfulmom, or you can send me an email at practicallyjoyfulmom at gmail.com. So glad we got to share this time together today. Thanks for choosing joy with me, friends. 